We are very excited about today's show, but before we begin, we have Jesse Ledoux with our product feature of the week. Jesse, tell us what you got for us. So Stephen, I'm so excited that the weather is finally starting to change in many parts of the world. So we're shedding winter coats and we are donning lighter fabrics, daring necklines, etc. So this product of the week is an essential for every woman um, as they shift to that summer wardrobe. It's Bosom Couture Boob Glue. Okay, so what, what does that boob glue do? Does it work like butt glue? Uh, essentially, yeah. I mean, one thing that I feel like is a huge problem with the uh, boob securing market is something called fashion tape, which I think if those are listening, probably like 90% of you are probably using fashion tape to secure your shirts to your skin so that you don't have a wardrobe malfunction if you wanted to wear something a little more daring in the front. And the problem with the fashion tape is you're your clothing fabric is stronger than the tape. So it often will like just peel off or you sweat and the tape peels off and it just is a recipe for disaster. So when boob glue came on the scene, I was super excited because it's stronger, it's longer lasting and it doesn't damage my clothing. I find that with the tape, sometimes I get a residue, but this is like perfect. Okay. Now give us the pageant applications. What type of phase of competition would you wear it in? And then also real world applications. Yeah, so with a lot of pageant gowns or pageant wardrobe items, you have low-cut tops or even strapless tops um, and with open back. So you can't really wear a regular bra with it. So you need something to be able to, like, scoop the boobs, right? We always talk about the boob scoop where you kind of lift and push them together and hope they stay there. This this boob glue is actually gravity-defying. So when you're doing your scoop in your low-cut or your strapless gown, you can hold your breast in place where you want it to stay put the glue on your skin, adhere the fabric to it. And then when it dries, it takes like a little less than a minute to dry. So you're not standing there forever. And then once you let go, your, your boobs should stay where you have them, which is pretty cool. Okay. Now is this primarily in girls listening everywhere? That's, they probably know this. I don't know, but with, should you only use boob glue when you're not wearing a bra? No, you can definitely wear it when you're wearing a bra. So if you have um, a pesky strap that you know like just keeps popping out, go ahead and put a little boob glue on either the bra strap directly to your fabric, which is like, really cool because then it's not on your skin at all. Or you can put it directly on your skin right above the strap and stick the fabric to it directly skin to fabric. Um, but you can wear it at any time that you feel like there's going to be a mishap where you're not going to look 100%. Okay. Now in, in pageantry, is this something that you could put on backstage before you're said, like going out maybe into swimsuit or evening gown? And would you have enough time to pretty much transition? Like if you did wear it in swimsuit, would you have enough time to transition to your evening gown or is there a cleanup with it? Well, it goes on clearer and it dries really quickly. Like I said, less than a minute. So you could, I would say you want to do a practice run if you have different necklines that you're going to be wearing in your pageant, because like I said, it goes on clear and it dries fast, but there may be a little bit of residue, which I always just fix with a baby wipe. So, I mean, most pageant girls have baby wipes or wet wipes in their kits already. So that's not a problem, but it is, it's pretty quick transition. Okay. And last question does it does it stain the fabric or like if you put it if you have a really expensive evening gown you don't want to take that risk um any any gosh the potential that it'll stain no so it's water soluble so it's pretty easy to clean and obviously like you said we're spending thousands upon thousands of dollars in our evening gowns 
most of the time, this is just going to be on the lining of the gown, which can be washed really gently by hand with like a, a wool light or something, or you can get it dry cleaned. I mean, if you look at any pageant girl's closet, many of us have spray tan marks all on the inside of our couture gowns, but then on the outside, they look pristine. So, right, it's it's for stage. But I would say your, your clothing is pretty safe. Awesome. Okay. Um, how long does it last? How much does it cost? And where can they get it? Yeah, so it lasts. So it's pretty much based upon um, the condition. So if you're not in 95 degree heat, sweating your tail off, um, and you're not moving around a lot, of course, it's going to last for hours upon hours upon hours. Um, but otherwise, if you're doing a lot of moving, or you're sweating, um, I would say probably like I, the longest I've gotten wear out of it is like four hours, which is pretty significant. Like that's a night out, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, test it out, see what works. And on our website at shop.thepageantplanet.com, we actually have a bra hack video by Miss Montana USA, Danny Walker, to kind of show you how it works. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome, everyone, to another episode. Today, Jesse and myself, we're going to discuss how to get out of a rut in pageantry. So, Jesse, set the stage for us. So, Stephen, it's no secret. I always tell our listeners that a lot of the podcast topics that we do come from personal experience. So, a few weeks ago, I was in this like terrible rut and I was like, we got to talk about this because I know that I am not alone. So a real quick, like my personal description of a rut would be like it, one, it can look, look and feel different for different people. So keep that in mind as we talk today, but irritability, pity partying, mopiness are some of the most common characteristics. And what I found is this is actually totally normal. Like it's ups and downs are part of life. And just sometimes things don't go your way a few times in a row. And it can lead to this like extended period of irritability, mopiness, pity partying. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Now, how does this necessarily show up in pageantry? Like for you as a as a former contestant, did it show up in your training where you start to get overwhelmed? Or did it show up like at the actual pageant? It was more like leading up to training. I'm glad that you asked. It happens a lot like when you're trying to hit your goal weight or you're trying to hit a certain number of hours and you're just like, you're not getting the right phone calls answered or, or returned or your spray tan like funks out one day. And it's just like a compiling of issues that like nothing seems to be going right, even though you're working so hard because you're putting all your time and energy into it and you're not seeing something like the universe return that energy to you yet. And that's when you hit the rut. Yeah. That makes complete sense. So even do you get into ruts? <laughs> yeah completely um last week really um like with the, the our websites launching um which should be actually launching tomorrow which you know is monday we should be doing a soft launch there um you know with the website has come all 18 members of our staff right every department has changed how they're doing it and for me ruts come a lot when i'm just emotionally exhausted like, I mean, I've been working 14 to 17 mm -hmm. hours a day for the yeah. past um, almost two weeks. And then I just really crashed as of yesterday where I felt just zombie. And I saw it like creeping up because that irritability that you spoke before, um, somebody on the, the staff 
you know, just made a minor mistake and I noticed I was more short with them. I'm like, God, that's not, that's not like me. So I started to look internally and be like, why, why does it, why is this showing up? And I'm like, Oh, okay. Got it. Like just stress of life and not giving myself adequate time to, um, to recover like emotionally. And then, yeah, you are going to be short, whether it's normally it happens with the people that's closest with you because mm-hmm. those are the people that you can somewhat let it down. So in my case, like Renata gets the, the brunt of it, poor girl. Um, so whenever I'm in a rut, she's the one who experiences it most. But yesterday I just, I hit a total brick wall and um, was exhausted and I, I just had to recharge and do things that was, would get my energy level back up. Yeah. And you bring me to like the perfect first point of how to get out of this rut. It's recognizing that you are in the rut because it's one thing to just be in a bad mood. It's another one you can be like, okay, here, like, I love that you just said, I looked internally and here's why I'm in this mood. So when you're in that rut, like you just, you're not yourself, like you said, and you have a shorter fuse, you're more exhausted, or you're just like really more self-critical. You're looking at all of your little flaws that normally don't bother you, but they make you you, but they're just eating you alive that day. So once you're recognizing it, it's just not you. Like it's a lot easier to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So these thoughts and behaviors are only temporary and like you got yourself through it. So like, at least you recognize it. You might still feel like you're in that rut, ruddy place, but at least you know that that's what's causing it. So recognizing the rut is the first step. And, um, like Steven, like what do your ruts look like? Well, I, I had a really good, I mean, it's really fresh since it just happened yesterday. Um, but for my, my ruts, they do, they look like, um, you're just energy wise, like everything seems daunting, like opening up my email Mm -hmm. seemed like the equivalent of trying to hold a rattlesnake that was trying to attack me. You know, it was (laughs) like, it's just, everything seems like, Oh God, I don't think I can click the button and read an email today. It's the the world for me almost starts to seem like a scary place where it's like, I, I'm scared to look um, or open up an email because I don't know if I can handle another um, negativity in or a perceived problem, you know. So things like that can just um, where I'm in a in that sense of overwhelm. And if I'm ever sure signs like that I'm in a rut is when I look around my house um, and it's not organized. Like if I look in my closet, it's like you know, the, the t-shirts are not where the t-shirts should be. The t-shirts are where the sweatpants should be, or they're not, the clothes aren't even in the closet. I just drop it right before, or, um, with Renata and I for our house, George, I, I take care of the dishes. So if the dishes are piling up, then it's like, "Mm, okay, that's a sign. So whenever I see the dishes or the closet or, um, just, I'm looking at my office now. And if I'm seeing some stuff that's not organized around my office, I'm like, I do an internal check. Like, wait a minute, am I, am I kind of in a rut and am I going through some things here? And, and that, that's kind of what it looks like for me. What about you? What about yourself? Um, so my ruts, I am like wallowy, dramatic, ridiculous, over the top. Like I'll send Kevin these ridiculous texts. Like I just, I'm not even going to go to that party or I'm not even, we're not even going to go to dinner tonight. I'm just going to stay at home and you can go by yourself. And I'm just, I'm beyond dramatic. And typically I'm pretty level headed. I keep my cool 99% of the time. But when I'm in the rut, like I have no control over my emotions, which is like the antithesis of every other day. So once I'm like recognizing that, I just can't keep it together. I'm like, okay, we got to, we got to recognize here. 
Yeah, completely. So how do you start to pull yourself out of it when, when you recognize, okay, I'm in a rut? How do you start to you know, jerk yourself out back to reality? Yeah. So the, after you've, after you've acknowledged the rut, um, the next step is share, share the fact that you're feeling down and out with those closest to you. Just like you said, like that's often who feels it most. So even if you can't exactly verbalize why you're feeling this way. And I think for pageant girls, this is a big one because like we are, we put so much of ourselves into everything and it's just like, you feel down and we can't always put together why, because things are going great. You're, you're in your communities. You look beautiful all the time. Your wardrobe is on point, but for some reason you can't get out of this place. So like, even if you can't put all of that into words, you have to just share how you're feeling with them. And it's important that like they are, are understanding their role to lift you up in these situations. Um, and for me, like I said, if all else fails, just send a dramatic text to someone that knows you're in a rut and they can baby you out of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like that. And, and really this happened, um, the time I was in a rut before this one, I remember cause you and I were talking and the next day you're like, wow, you just seem so much lighter. And it was after that phone conversation, I was looking back, I mean, it was maybe, I don't know, eight or nine hours after we talked um, I was like, why did I perceive like that? I had the same amount of troubles, like same amount of drama. And I was like, oh, I saw Renata in the kitchen. I was just like, I just need you to feel sorry for me. I need you to baby me. I just need you. And she was like, oh, yeah, you work so hard. I know. I know. It's really, I mean, it really, she hugged me. It was patting me on the back. And she was like, I know. And because she sees a lot, of, she sees the behind the scenes of sure. you know, pro- challenges that no one else does. And I was just like, I just need that. And so when she went over the top and babied me, as crazy as that sounds, like in the middle of our kitchen, I was like, okay. And then you were my first call after that. It took her, I don't know, 20 seconds to do that. And I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm good. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. Like, <laughs> bring on the next challenge. But sometimes it's just as simple as like getting some empathy from someone that you love that will help like just jerk you out of that rut. I totally agree. And that's such a big piece. So whether it's your, your mom, your coach, your, your boyfriend, girlfriend, somebody in your life that will not judge you for being in a rut and will not try to fix, like they're not fixers. They don't want to solve your problems. They want to like, just like you said, empathize with you so you can get through it. Yeah. Because that is the worst is to go with a fixer. And us as guys, we like to fix things and give us a car. We want to fix it. Give us a house, give us a problem. Like, great, let's go in the fix. Um, which is not necessarily what women need or, you know, guys need, like when they're complaining, sometimes they just want to like, just unload. So just hearing that and be like, God, that really sucks. Like, do you want to, you know, you want to go out and get something to eat or do you want a pizza? Like pizza always makes me happy. Pizza so solves life. I know pizza. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, you know, $11 is, is a cheap therapy bill, you know, for some pizza or whatever. But yeah, um, just doing something, just having that safe zone to get it off of your chest often shakes, shakes you out of that rut. I totally agree. And so like you've, you've recognized the rut, you've shared that you're in a rut with someone. So the next step for me and Steven will talk about this like in more detail, but like allowing yourself to wallow. And I, I, like, I get a little excited talking about this cause I'm not in a rut right now, but wallowing is like the best part of rut recovery for me because like we alluded to this earlier, but pageant contestants are often like 
we're really like high energy all the time. You're optimistic, you aim for perfection. And it is like, it is hard to be on all the time. And like truly nobody can sustain that. I mean, that's why you have burnout rates of contestants when they're competing or when they finish competing or they finish reigning. It is exhausting. So like be overdramatic, be weepy, totally veg out, like whatever it is. Steven, do you find yourself wallowing in your ruts? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can give you an example of yesterday. So um, for the listeners, our website was supposed to launch on Friday. And then we had some challenges. And then um, so they're like, okay, we're going to launch Saturday morning, which is in my, our tech team's in India. So I stayed up until like, 1 30 in the morning working with them and then got up 6 a.m the next morning on saturday and this was after again like working a, a lot over the past two weeks and it did it still didn't launch and like when um it, it didn't launch again and this time it wasn't the tech team it was the server team and um as a result of something that the seo team did and it was just like and i just felt so just defeated so um i i kind of i give up in sprints <laughs> so i'm like i quit totally quitting. And I went in and just watched Netflix. And I watched, uh, I like a typical guy, like watch war shows, like Vikings is a really good one. Um, so I watched Vikings. And then after I watched Vikings for, I don't know, three hours, um, then I was like, okay, I need, I, I recognized I was wallowing a little bit, but I still, I, I recognized that I started to need to get out of it. Um, because there was still a lot of things I needed to do yet. I still wanted to wallow, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go work out. But I have a, um, I, I listen to Apple, Apple Music, so I have a playlist. It's called uh, Whiskey and Contemplate. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like it's, Netflix and chill, but whiskey and contemplate. Yeah, and it's like my sad, sappy, like whiskey sipping, like love songs. It was just like, but I was working out to that, like, so I'm working out and just like, you know, about like your wife leaving you, your dog leaving you, all that stuff. And Renata's like, oh gosh, like, how do you listen to this sometimes? You know, um, but I like it because it gives me a deep in thought. And um, and then even after that, when I worked out, I told Renata, I'm like, okay, definitely need some pizza tonight. And I watched more Netflix. So it was probably like a six hour day of just me recharging, watching Netflix. Sometimes that is so like cathartic though. Like you just need it. It recharges you. And it's an activity that many of us like skip when we're constantly on the go. Like you're like, I don't have time to just sit and reflect or veg or whatever you do. And I will say the only thing to keep in mind is when you are in the wallow stage, like set a deadline for yourself. Like I like that you said like, okay, I, I need to get some things done because you don't want to like be comfortable in this space. You need to make sure that you're setting a deadline. Otherwise, like the negativity may get the best of you for the long haul. It may become your homeostasis. So if you say, okay, on Monday, I'm in this rut. By Friday, I'm going to be ready to go. I'm going to get fully done and I'm going to go, I'm going to go out. Like with whether it's my girlfriends or my fiance, I'm going to get out of this house and like do like live my best life. So set that deadline for yourself so that it's not like a long-term thing. Well, it's important too that I, I look through my to-do list. I look through my appointments to saying, okay, what am I obligated to do today? Like, what am I, what is my staff needing from me? What is like my, my wife needing my family? Like what commitments, verbal commitments did I get today? And, um, I make sure those things are handled. Now, everything else that is very important for my life moving forward, our company moving forward, um, that still need to be done. But it's not necessarily end of the world if I delay it for 24 hours. Um, 
could I get through and could I push through? Yes, I have before in the past and I've done it. But then on a day like today, Sunday, which is ramping up for our website going live tomorrow on Monday, um, it's, I know that today I would not have been effective if I did not allow myself to wallow to yesterday. So by saying wallowing and Jesse will, you know, back me up on this. You definitely hold to all of your commitments. Suck it up, be an adult. But then after you've held to your commitments, put off what you can and then take care of yourself because you always have time. That's a, that's a lie. That's totally a lie that you don't have time to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. And that's the biggest thing is like, you're totally right, Stephen, is you still have to wall. Like if you're wallowing, you still have to fulfill your commitment. So if you agreed to an appearance on a Saturday morning, but you're in your rut, you still got to get up and make it happen. And sometimes that stuff will help you get through your rut, like just returning to like what you're used to. But yeah, certainly don't fluff off, like pay your bills on time, do your homework, study, whatever you got to do, get it done. Yeah. Well, which is funny because that was the one thing that I had to do yesterday. And I was like, I was sitting on the couch. I'm like, well, time to pay that one bill. So I logged in, but even that was like, almost my hands are shaking while I'm logging in. Yeah, it was, it was, (laughs) it was like I was on my final set at the gym or something like that. I'm like, okay, you can do this. And it was up to it. Like I find like, okay, if I know I'm dreading something, I'll put it like a five minute timer and then I'll do something I really enjoy for five minutes. And as soon as that goes off, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> and you work yourself it. Whatever works for you, you just got to get it done. Yep, you do. And you got to play a game with it. I mean, it does, it does make it fun to do a game um, around the activity. So, yeah, yep. for sure. Okay, so we've recognized, we've shared, we've wallowed. And now this is a, a really fun one that I don't think people take advantage of enough. And it's appreciating the little things. And like what for me, one of my brand words is celebration. And like, People that know me know this is like, I get excited about everything, like everything I come up with or something that like works together perfectly. I'm like, oh, this is like the best. And that's just me as a person. So like putting my slippers on at the end of the day or treating myself to like a specialty coffee in the morning instead of like my regular Keurig stuff, like I get like happy dance excited for those little moments. Um, And like, if I can paint a picture. There's a, there's like a, a GIF, a GIF. I say GIF because the inventor of the GIF calls it a GIF. So that's correct. But everyone else says GIF, but I'll say <laughs> But just saying. The pioneering, inventor, pioneering. Whatever, whatever. I'm going with it. So there's a GIF of Winnie the Pooh dancing while he's like eating honey. And like that is me when I eat, when I put my slippers on, any anytime. There could be anything. But so what I'm saying is, as I've gone around the block to go next door, um, is you have to find the little moments in life that you can get excited about. So maybe they're so mundane that you don't even think about them during the week when you're not in your rut. They just happen. But there are things that we find comfort in without even realizing it. So now is the time to realize those moments and really soak them in and say, oh, wow, I can't wait to get home and take these shoes off and put my bunny slippers on or driving to work even though you're dreading it, like, oh, I'm in such a rut, but you know, I'm going to get that latte today because I deserve it. And like, find those moments to truly like soak in the goodness of life. Yeah. And if you think about the word rut, like, and it comes from, I mean, it's a country term, but like if you're driving a truck in the mud and you orient in the grass and you keep following the same path, you're going to deal a rut. So your tire pretty much goes along a predetermined path and you're not really even able to turn out of the rut. So just wherever the rut's leading you, that's where you're going. 
So I think what you're saying with the little things is, in essence, switching up your routine. Um, one of the things that I do, uh, I did this when I was single and I found that was really beneficial is I would literally sleep on the um, opposite side of the bed, like at a platform bed. And so sometimes I would put my head where my feet were. And so I'd wake up on pretty much a different side of the bed. Or I would, if I'm used to sleeping on the right, I'd sleep on the left. Um, yesterday, like when I was in a rut, like I just, I look for different ways to adjust my routine. So, um, I added coffee to my Netflix and I was just, it was just me, coffee, Netflix. And then of course the tech team would send messages to me. I would pause, uh, my Viking show, go in and and do everything. Um, but then what I did is like, I needed to change up my routine. So after the gym, I came and I took a shower in our other bathroom rather than our master bath. And just that little pulling out the funk helped. And, um, water there's there's something really soothing about water that's why a lot of people sing in the shower is um, scientifically like those waterfalls it produces positive ions which gives you that sense of like euphoria relaxation that's why a lot of people are drawn to the ocean and fountains and so when i was in there i just sitting there arms crossed in the shower just staring at the wall and i was like oh i'm just out of balance right now like i'm just so focused on kind of the negative of like what's happening or the perceived problems, I'm just not looking at all the positives. And then so after the shower, I got and made the list of the perceived problems and then came up with some potential solutions and then also made a list of like everything that's going right in my life and talked about like, again, on paper, just me, the wall and, you know, Sammy, our dog, and just wrote out like, okay, here's the opportunity, here's the potential benefits out of like this perceived problem that I can do. And then I had a course of action. I felt like, okay, good. So I knew it was no longer viewing these problems as suffocating my life, but I was viewing the problems as, hey, here's something that can actually work for my good. And that right there helped to jerk me out of that rut because I was forcing myself to um, change my course and my habits. Mm, love that. Yeah, it's it's so, so important to just be able to pivot when you need to. I always think of that Friends episode with Ross and the, the couch pivot. Anybody? <laughs> anyway, um, but you just have to find those moments. And I love that, like, again, that it's so important that when you're in this rut, like, know that you're in the rut. I can't say it enough. It's like, don't, I mean, it is like, I think we t- when we were talking about it last, even, you said it was like a mild form of depression. And sometimes it feels like that. And if once you're able to really recognize it before it gets something deeper and we'll talk about if it does get somewhere deeper later, but it's, you have to be ready to like turn on the dime if you need to. Yeah. And I also want to acknowledge something you said before, um, when you're at a pageant, uh, every, it's kind of like the old saying, what comes up, what goes up must come down. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing is, on an energetic level, we're all operating at a certain vibration and um, you can call it, if that word energy like rubs you the wrong way, you can just call it excitement. So if you're in a um, an event where there's a lot of excitement, a lot of um, just energy, then like like a pageant, when you detach away from that, right, because it's not sustainable, you not- then go into a slump. So with me, even when I go to a personal development um, 
personal development, uh, like getaway. If we're not and I were at like a marriage counseling retreat or something like that, or if I'm at a pageant or if I'm even at a football game where I'm just in the stands and everybody around me is really charged and excited about what's going on. Normally it's, it's not, um, it's not abnormal that the following day my energy is less, right? Because Mm -hmm. I've expended so much energy the day before the weekend before. And geez, I mean, if a pageant is a week long, that's why I call it post, uh, post pageant stress disorder. Like, so (laughs) because like afterwards you're just like, well, I mean, you're just done with, with life and you need those few days to recharge. So there's nothing wrong with you. It's just the natural ebb and flow of life because life seeks balance. If you look at um, all of life, you have male, female, positive, negative, north, south, east, west, you know, good, bad, devil, God, all the stuff, right? It, there's that, that balance there. So if you are um, too heavy in one direction of energy, of excitement, then life seeks balance. Like what comes up or what goes up must come down. So again, don't think of yourself as like wrong for it and don't try to force yourself out of it. Just give yourself a day to recharge using some of the strategies that we spoke of. Mm -hmm. And then that brings me to my last point. And you talked about like some personal development things that are good for you for life. And the next step, so we talked about the little things, like the little tiny moments that are important. Now we want to flip the switch and talk about the long-term goals. And this really is the most important part of your rut because this will help you prevent future ruts or like increase the space between your ruts because they are, in my opinion, cyclical for me, at least like they just kind of come up every few months. Um, but this is like the most important because if you are in a rut, like we've talked about, there's clearly something deeper bothering you than just on the surface. So this step maps out some ways that you can prevent a rut with the same, um, without like returning down the line. So things like, like what is your long-term goal as it relates to like the issue you're facing and what is a small step you can make towards it today? So like Steven, can you give us some examples of what would that would be appropriate for? Well, like, um, one of the first things was with Renata and I, we were having a little tiff. Um, and then we said, okay, what's our end game? Like what's our end goal of this relationship? Right. Like, what is it going to look like when we're 80, when we're married, right? Grandkids around. So we created an end goal so that we could talk about that when that little argument or whatever seems so important. Mm. Right. That moment. It's like life and death. It's like, no, toilet paper goes this way, not that way. Um, We don't fight about that, but that's just something. Uh, Also, (laughs) like with um, with Pageant Planet, I go back to what what my vision for the company is. And I go back to, in this case of the website launching, what this is going to do for the industry of pageantry and what this is going to do for my staff and what this is going to do for just me personally when I see how this is going to positively infect, infect, affect people yeah. all across the world. And in a way, it's going to help pageant directors make more money. It's going to help contestants discover more professionals in their local um, local area. So it, when I start to think about where we're going uh, in my long-term vision, my long-term vision of 10 years out where I'm not so emotionally, like this little insignificant hiccup, I, I probably won't even remember um, like in a year, right? So it helps me to have that bigger vision um, and create some separation between my problems that seems so important now. 
Yeah. And I mean, think about the theme of the problems too. So if you are a pageant contestant and you are struggling because you're lacking pageant sponsorship and so, okay, let's set a meeting with an expert or someone in your family that is great at managing money. So that way you kind of fulfill that need and you have something to work towards, or maybe you're not loving your figure today. Um, find a coupon, like those coupons everywhere for a personal trainer. Just do something that feeds that need of you that like wants to improve or that part of you that's getting you down. Do something to boost it so you know that you are doing something good for yourself. Yeah, love that. Taking that positive action step towards a desired mm-hmm. outcome, not necessarily like continue to wallow in in your problem as it is like that's the thing most people know and they're really clear about what they do not want but when you flip it and you say what do you want that's when people go blank and that's the biggest challenge if you don't know what you do want you're always attempting to avoid what you don't want but because what you don't want is the thing that you're focusing on you see what you don't want all around your life Mm -hmm. so if you um, if you're not liking your results as um, a pageant contestant, like oh, I always get top five, right? It's like no. What do you want? I want to win. Great. What do winners do? Work with a coach. Maybe it's the evening gown. You know, buy the like. Get proactive. Who can you contact that can help you reach and achieve your goal? Mm-hmm. I totally agree. So, if I may, I want to summarize those steps because I think they are each individually important to the process. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the first step, like we talked about, is recognizing the rut and remembering that it is totally normal to be there. So an interruption in your daily habits, feelings, mentality, et cetera. So recognizing, sharing, find a friend or a loved one that will just like hear you out and let it be. And they will help you get through it. They'll empathize with you. They will not fix. Um, That's really, really important. I get annoyed. Like when Kevin wants to fix my rut, I'm like, you got to get out of, you got to get out of my face. Like, I just want to, I want to be here. Let me be here, be here with me. So no, no fixing. You have to have your time to wallow, veg, recharge, incorporate the little things, the little exciting moments of your day to find celebration. And then the last, like we just talked about, focus on those long-term goals. So great. Now, what if someone discovers that just even following this, the, the, these steps and they're like, I just, I'm not able to break out. And maybe they feel like they have, uh, that they're more extreme even than, than what we're talking about. Yeah. I, I mean, like we said, mental health, like over time has become so much more, um, I guess so much less stigmatized than it was. So do not be afraid to seek additional help, like a counselor or a therapist, many churches, colleges, institutions, or even employee assistance program. If you're a professional have free resources for you to see if this will help. It's so much more of a relevant conversation now. Like do not be ashamed of it, recognize it. And like your overall well-being is a priority. So do not hide from these ruts. Like if they happen more frequently or are more extreme, like you said, Stephen, like it doesn't hurt to explore the option of talking through it with someone to see someone professional to see if maybe future steps need to be taken. That's great. Um, and any final things that you would like to do before we, we wrap this up or any final things that you'd like to say? Well, I just want to reinforce this is totally normal. And we get here in pageants because we are so focused on every area of ourselves, and it can be exhausting. So for those pageant contestants listening and you're like, yep, I'm, I'm about to be in a rut or I was just in a rut, like you – you are the highest performing type of people that I have ever met. And I want you to keep focused and keep striving for, for that, for that success because you will get there. And these ruts are just a part of the experience. That's great. Thanks, Jesse.
Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.